We are Missouri Farm Bureau Insurance, and we're for the people of Missouri. We're for brewmasters, stockbrokers, beauty queens, and truck drivers. Whatever you do, if you're a Missourian, we're for you. We are Missouri Farm Bureau Insurance, and we've got Missouri covered. You're listening to Almost Entirely Sports. Like, I was going to throw it a break even, but you were very, like, into whatever it was you were working on. I'm working on something. It'll show up later. Okay. That's unnerving. You and I will appreciate it. I don't know how much everybody else will. Wow. Save that for posterity. Almost entirely sports. You and I will enjoy it. I'm not sure if anybody else will. I mean, that's all that matters, right? Put that on the show's gravestone, whatever that is. Like, well, listen. Almost entirely sports. We don't care about our fans. <laughs> With Joshua Briscoe. Oh, wow. Yeah that, yeah, that show was on for, what, a few months? Yeah. What, what happened? Oh, they, they were having a good time, but literally no one else liked it. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that'd do it. On Sports Radio 810 WHB. It's been a weird time for uh, a little bit of a lull in some parts of the sports world here in Kansas City because the literal sports world uh, helped us fill out the news cycle a little bit. Of course, as I mentioned earlier, Chiefs minicamps wrapped up this week, came and went this week, uh, along with, uh, you know, maybe a little bit here and there about your friendly localhood ba- uh, local neighborhood baseball team. Localhood. That's like your friendly neighborhood slash friendly local. That's your, your friendly neighborhood spider boy. You say localhood instead of neighborhood if you don't want to get sued by Marvel. That's what I just... I was ah, just trying to protect us from right. the very litigious Stan Lee estate, I Those guess. Boys and baby blues. Sometimes. Sometimes a darker blue than a normal blue with a little bit of baby blue outlines. So there's usually fellas in blue tones. And that's all you can legally say. Now, I mean, there's, there's plenty... The point of all of this, believe it or not, there was a point is that we have plenty to talk about here with our dear friend Harold Koontz of Fox 4. You can follow him on Twitter at Harold R. Koontz 3. You can watch him on Fox 4. Um, Harold, I don't know if there was a, a logic to the number. Th- I feel like I may have asked you about this before. I just You've got a 3 in your handle, and it sends people to Channel 4. Uh, I just It feels like you're doing a countdown, if I'm being honest. <laughs> Uh, well, I, I think, you know, third, three is for I'm the third. Harold Harkin's the third. That's why it's third. I forgot about that. Damn, we have definitely talked about this. We are in reruns. Well, I mean, you know, like, so obviously I, I was born in the 80s. And you know how back then when you know that you didn't have the, the Netflix or the Hulu and all that. I'm <laughs> saying but like I'm really that old or whatever. <laughs> and, you know, you have, if you didn't catch it on September 21st, you had to wait until June or July to see the rerun of the network. Yeah. And, and so I can recall plenty of times where you'd watch the reruns, and that's why they always came up with Christmas in July, because around July is right around when they play the Christmas episodes again. So, yeah. Is that, that that's, true? It's still like reruns. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. That, okay. So here's the thing. Did we end up doing a, a, a rerun bit on me forgetting that, um, that it's Harold Ar- Arkoons the third? You know, yeah, sure, of course. We were, we maybe were in reruns on that, but we still learn something new every time, which is how you get Christmas in July from reruns. <laughs> Thanks for being here, Harold. You've already given us more in this show than than I have in the whole previous hour. My pleasure. My pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> Truly a joy. Um, 
Well, look, man, I, we have to start with the World Cup stuff because I just think, you know, it, it's now been uh, a little more than a full 24 hours. But for me, it really didn't it really didn't hit me yesterday until things had kind of settled down out at PNL and, and I was looking over the map and, and everything and, and seeing Kansas City stand out the way that it does in the middle, smack dab in the middle of everything that, that the World Cup is going to be here in 2026. But, but just will you walk me through kind of what – what your process was like leading up to the news yesterday. We get the confirmation, and, and now here we are as a World Cup destination just four years from now? Yeah, well, I mean, I had a pretty good inclination that if we were going to get a World Cup host site because when Major Fox calls you about a couple weeks ago and says, hey, you got some drone video you know, we can use to get everything <laughs> set up, and... You know, you get you get the kind of like, yeah, hey, they want to call you for this if you didn't, you know, think something was up here or, or like there's a really good shot. So, yeah, I mean, you knew at that point it was it was a pretty good chance. But I, I really just think this comes down to two things uh, in terms of Kansas City getting a, a World Cup bid. It comes down to two things. One, the abject failure of bigger cities with their organization and planned efforts, and really hubris to think, oh yeah, we got this. Um, or the city's just saying, we're out of it. Mm. Like, everybody's like, how does Chicago not get it? Well, Chicago said from the jump, we're not dealing with FIFA's you-know-what. Right. Minneapolis has a, you know, no offense to Arrowhead, but a much more modern stadium. Yep. And some would argue better um, in terms of the way it looks and the design. That, uh, but it's indoors. They don't feel like dealing, feel like, you know, changing up the grass and everything. It was probably too busy and occupied, and, and that was the end of it. So those are two of your better cities in the Midwest. And Detroit did it last time. They weren't going to Detroit again because they heard how much pain, pain it was to do it in a dome the last time. And they're not going to do that again um, because it's sweltering in a dome. Mm. Um, so they're not doing that. And what did that leave you? Cincinnati, who had a very failed bid. Uh, you had Cleveland, who had no interest. You had Indianapolis, who had a dome and no interest. And then St. Louis, whose dome is terrible. So if you're looking for a Midwest city, voila. There's Kansas City. <laughs> so, and you look at the Hunt family, you look at the history, you look at how Lamar Hunt that potentially brought soccer to uh, America with, and got the MLS started. Um, it, it, it was really a no-brainer. And then just the organization. You know, Denver's really sad about it. Nashville's really sad about it. Well, Nashville could have determined if they wanted the stadium or not in 2026. And Denver just really just thought, well, we're just they're going to pick Denver because we're just a better city. Now, think what you will about Denver as a city versus Kansas City as a city, or Nashville as a city versus Kansas City as a city, but it all comes down to how you impress FIFA, because FIFA is, is a dog that wants to be groomed. Let's just be honest. They're a dog that wants to be groomed. And Kansas City did a lot more grooming than those other two cities. And you can add Cincinnati to the fold, too. I, honestly, I think Kansas City did more grooming than really anyone, because yeah. they had to, because they're fighting up a very uphill battle in terms of it's not the biggest city, it's not the biggest market. I mean, it's the it's the least populated metro by a good half a million uh, behind Vancouver. So, um, in Vancouver, I mean, you think of Vancouver, it's like, yeah, it's a pretty decent-sized city. So, yeah, yeah I mean, it's just an uphill battle that, that, that they won, basically, because they just, you know, sometimes you just want it more. That, <laughs> and that's what Kansas City comes down to. That's the phrase that's been sticking in my head, because yeah, I, I basically asked Jake Reed, he's the, the president and CEO of, of Sporting, um, whenever he did his, his sort of availability afterwards, I asked what he thought it was that, that put Kansas City over those other markets, and that's where he started, was 
they kept telling us that you guys clearly you guys wanted this more than anybody else and and with that obviously i think you touched on this in terms of the planning that then went into it and then also the offers of of what this city would do to be a host city it wasn't just oh we'd really like to have you guys we'll really make accommodations but it's here was these meticulous plans and and the vision of what this could all be and and FIFA bought it. I mean, and they said, yeah, this this is a good investment for, for us to make. I just think it's, I just think that is remarkable. Um, and I'm also curious now what, what you think before we even, there are so many different phases of this, Harold. Like there's, what has oh, gone into it these last couple of years and wow. then the next four years and then the World Cup itself and then the impact afterwards. I mean, it, you, you could pick any era there and I guess I'll just let you tell me what you're the most excited about or most interested in, in terms of Leading up to the World Cup, the games themselves being here, and then what it's going to mean for Kansas City beyond it. Grow up fast. <laughs> um, grow up faster than you think you need to grow up because, I mean, there's the NFL draft, mm-hmm. and you've got that down with the, the terminal, not airport, terminal uh, that's coming up. But hopefully as long as the Starbucks stays is open before 8 a.m., that'll appease all the people that travel for NFL games. Because that seems to be, it's not necessarily the terminal that they dislike so much. Everything's closed and there's not enough options. That's what they don't like. Get the options open, get a food court, you're good to go. But um, I, you got to go, I mean, you, you see you know, Frank White, I, I talked to him, the, the county commissioner of Jackson County, and he said, well, you know, the city kind of need a little money, and, you know, we'll try to help out. I'm like, but you can kind of tell, like, this is going to cost a lot more than you think. And if you live in Jackson County, and all of a sudden you see some taxes going out all of a sudden, you're like, hmm, you know, my bill just dropped from 171 to 100 58 overnight. Mm-hmm. Well, you're not. You're going to know why. Mm-hmm. Infrastructure is key here. I mean, everybody's got bad traffic. Um, any city that you look at that was applying, and I mean, I, I think I had been to pretty much all the cities that were in the final bid. Um, enough to know that you know Denver's infrastructure not bad, um, except when you get to the suburbs. Since that is infrastructure, pretty bad, but they don't have a lot of traffic. Mm-hmm. Nashville has a ton of traffic, and they're their transition is terrible. Um, and I know that. I lived it. And, <laughs> but it's also, you know, like, if you don't have a car, you ain't getting anywhere in this town unless, like, you park at River Market, you can get to Union Station via the, of course, the streetcar. Right. And when you hear stories about, like, oh, I got $50 million for Arrowhead renovation with no guarantee yet on what exactly they're going to do with Arrowhead in the future, mm-hmm. five to ten years, and, and John Sherman, is hanging out, uh, our CEO of the Royals is hanging out saying, yeah, I, I want to get that base baby minute in 2026 because I fear, I don't know, a month-long road trip. Right. Um, which, you know, there's a joke there about the Royals playing now if they're on a month-long road trip with a tree falling to force. But anyway, <laughs> um, um, look, they're playing. I, I, I said on our today, like, two teams in the league playing in the worst baseball game in the league. There you go. That, that, that team... Baseball fever, Base, catch it. Let's baseball go. Yeah. With, an, with an exclamation point. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, but it, it's just, there's a lot that's going to go on. The, the infrastructure is the main thing. Um, I mean, because when I read a couple pieces on this, Kansas City's two biggest flaws are infrastructure and human trafficking of all things. Now, hmm. you can't really do much about the human trafficking because, you know, like, 
you know, it, it, the, the interstates are not going away. Mm. So, you know, that you just got to deal with that. But that means added security. That means added resources. I mean, you're going to play. You're gonna, you want to be one of the big boys. You got to be a big boy. You got to step it up. This is this is literally a, a junior varsity team. I would almost say freshman team going to varsity mm. because two people got injured in front of them. This is literally what this is right now. So they've got to be they've got to be cognizant of you know I mean look as great as it is for Kansas City to be on the big stage and everything they've got to be cognizant for the fact that you know look Arrowhead sells out on a Sunday mm-hmm. we know that but that's us that's people coming in from Iowa and you know other parts of Missouri, Kansas, of course, Arkansas, what have you. Um, but now you got people coming in. Let's say it's Senegal versus France. Mm-hmm. You know, then you got a bunch of French people coming to town. You got some Senegalese coming to town, and you got people you don't know, and they don't know your language, and we don't know their language. And you got to figure out, hopefully, that it all goes smoothly, because it's going to be a nightmare. So infrastructure is the biggest thing, and I mean, yeah, the soccer infrastructure is great. But, whew, I mean, transportation could be an issue. And, yeah. I mean, that, that to me is my biggest concern. And I think they need that. That's why they got to put But how do they convince the public, especially Jackson County people, hey, this is what we need to do? I think you're right, and also I, you mentioning the the all the different stadiums and all the money and and the the taxes that will end up paying for a bunch of this. I mentioned this last hour because I, I've had to kind of sort out my own feelings on this, and, and I think we we were probably aligned on at least a, a number of these elements. But like I, I am not excited about. Um, taxpayers ever paying for stadiums? Um, they're you know they end up being this incredible trick of of accounting for the owners and sports teams in America. I mean it's a, it's an incredible deal to own a sports team in America. And if you need my help to pay for your your fourth house where your your team's going to play, um, maybe somebody else should own the team. Like that's that's kind of where I end up. But of course owners are going to take the money because it's free money. So that, that no, always no, kind of well I, I mean. But- Sorry. No, it's good. Real quickly. I mean, the fact that you want the world's to and you're going to need some public money for that. Mm-hmm. You're going to have renovations in there. You're going to want some public money for that. You're going to have – you're going to, your, your colleagues are in Petro uh, uh, earlier today had Lucas on, and he said um, he wants to extend uh, the streetcar all the arrowhead from where it is now. Right. So due to math of that, that's 10 miles of track. Uh, which not only ruins you from 2022 to 26 with just general I live here now, but do you get that done in enough time? Mm-hmm. You know, with your timeline of trying to get it to Brookside, do you want to build you, your building north, south, your building east, west, basically? There, I mean, that's that's a lot of money. For sure. Well, and so and the the part where I end up, and again, I'm I'm just kind of thinking out loud on this, but the part where I end up still being really excited about what the World Cup means for this city, but would not be excited to see my my tax bill help help pay for you know John Sherman's new house, um, is that I I think. You know, this isn't an Olympic Village situation where two years after the Olympics, every every country that hosts them has a bunch of absolutely ghosted out empty stadiums and ski ramps and all of that. Yeah. My my hope, and maybe this is me being too optimistic. I, I I'll take what you say here sincerely, but my hope 
is that the money that is spent to make Kansas City more big city feeling, more more transportationally appropriate for an event like this, my my, my hope and prayer and tax dollars say that, that maybe this ends up being something that truly does benefit the city after, long after the World Cup has left, as opposed to building a giant facility for some Olympic-sized pools. Yeah, but let's look at the history. I mean, you obviously, when the World Cup is hosted in France, Germany, uh, Italy, like it was in, in 1990, I mean, those stadiums are still either up or, or, or Brazil. Some of them were just remodeled stadiums that they already needed, but mm-hmm. then you have some stadiums that are just left to the dust. Right. Uh, I joked around with you on Twitter about Manaus yes. uh, being kind of that uh, place in the middle of nowhere. Well, that place is now a bird's nest, literally. It, it's just a, it's, yeah, that's it. So, But, I mean, that's also an infrastructure problem with Brazil, building a stadium in the Amazon, because they just want it to be creative a place. Right. The best thing about America is they need the stadiums because, well, NFL. And even the Canadian and Mexican uh, the, the, the Mexican uh, sites that were built, I mean, they're already pre-existing stadiums for the purposes of their soccer leagues, mm-hmm. and in Canada, Canadian football leagues. So it, it, that, that's nothing they never had to worry about here with the stadiums. I mean, right. the, the biggest thing is just it's the pay. And, and once they figure that part out, or once, you know, you know, we come to a conclusion on that part, or there might be help from Johnson County and, and, and Wyandotte County and uh, other uh, neighboring counties. I mean, they're going to get some help, and they're, they come to agreements there. That, that, that's something that has to be looked at between the powers that be. But for now, I mean, you can't just tell Jackson County, hey, here's money, and the city of Kansas City, hey, here's money. It's like, dude, yeah, there needs to be them some discussions, which of course they'll have. Sure, right, absolutely. I just, yeah. I, I think that you know, with with the hopes and also with what we heard from Mark Donovan, and we'll we'll play this audio clip after we let you go here shortly. But um, you know, talking about what the, maybe maybe that stadium money goes into the goes into the pot of what Arrowhead was going to try to get anyway. You know, I again, but maybe maybe this is me just really wanting to 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 live in a version of Kansas City that that does have streetcars all the way out to an entertainment village around Arrowhead you know like i i want that to be true so maybe maybe i need somebody to remind me that it that certainly that's that's no guarantee i know that much i mean i think it can't be true i'm just it's just going to cost money simply yep. as simple as that yep. i mean you just you have to pay for it yep. Um, well, then let's unless you've got anything else that is uh, pressing on your uh, on your mind about the the World Cup bid and, and what what got to this point, I, I do want to run around the uh, the absolute game changing news that we got every single day of mini camps. Um, we we did just see. <laughs> oh, oh man, <laughs> we did we did see. Oh, I mean, really, the, I, it was. Uh, did your life not change this week? Because I'm sorry, I mean, didn't that that chuckle made it sound like your life didn't change this week? Josh. He, you do your job. That's, that's all you can really say. They tell you to show up at the time, and you show up. Sometimes <laughs> you got to play the Jets. Every you know? time. Yeah. Every time you fall for it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's uh, you know it's a little magic trick that the Chiefs and the NFL are able to do. Uh, did literally anything catch your ear or eye at any point during during mini camps? Was there a story that that you you ran out there on uh, on Channel Four that maybe we'll get to see at some point that uh, you know what this here I do think people should know about this is kind of interesting to me. Well. Uh, let's put it this way. One, um, let's just go ahead and thank Tyreek Hill for annoying us for a little bit. And <laughs> maybe that's something that we, some for a reason, need to talk. I've, I've avoided it on television. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Twitter's another thing. But, yes. you know, there's, yeah. a, there's a quorum that's on television, I believe, um, for the short time that I have that I'm not going to waste on who is now a Miami Dolphin. Uh-huh. Um, but I, I do like the way the receivers are gelling together. I, I like the way, I mean, the way they, they discuss MVS, you know, with Mahomes, it, it, it is a thing. I think it's definitely worked. I, I think it's, it's a great – it's looking more and more like a great pick. And it's, it's going to be good to watch kind of the Patrick Mahomes often, like maybe his first year. That's kind mm-hmm. of what it reminds me more of. And, and or the first year he played, I mm-hmm. was good year. And um, I, I, I'm not going to get to those high numbers, but I, I'm just saying in terms of he's just not going to be he's not going to he, he's really not going to be spying one guy, and the defenses aren't going to be spying one guy. So it's kind of it's kind of a clean slate for opposing defenses. Now they're like, now they have to kind of devise a new game plan. So, you know, that late, that, you know, poor start they had this past season, maybe that's one thing where their teams are surprised because they don't know exactly what they're doing. So that, that kind of helps in that. Yeah. Um, but the defense, as much as that, oh, yeah, they're improving their playbooks. I mean, that's a huge question mark. And I think, you know, you know how the Chiefs are. There's little nuggets out there that they tell you and you just kind of have to read between the lines to figure out. We, I, I was discussing this actually with Nate uh, Taylor and Aaron, who works over at uh, KSHV. And, you know, they always kind of tell you some little wrinkles. And I think what's a big wrinkle is Steve Spagnolo is not really good with rookies. And yeah. He's going to be good with rookies this year because he has no other option to. Um, you know, we're looking at the defensive line where George Karloffis is going to have to make an impact. We're looking at linebackers who are, you know, just like Nick Ball, really gay. They have a combined three years' experience in the league. Um, and the other one might be Leo Chanel. Mm-hmm. So, who looks like he can hit, but, you know, that's great that you can hit, but can you cover? Um, and then you have a secondary that is essentially brand new with Justin Reed and a quarterback before. And, um, you know, during training camp, we'll be watching the receiver versus quarterback battles. Like last year, we were watching the offensive line, defensive line battles. Mm-hmm. This year, we're watching the outsides. And I'm curious to see how that turns out. But, I mean, again, he's like, no, he, he, he straight up said to the podium, he's like, we'll, we'll have a game plan by the time the season starts. Yeah, well, I think we'll have one of those. Yeah, sure. He doesn't know. No. <laughs> Great. He doesn't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I uh, I can't wait for the the corner and wide receiver matchups in St. Joe. That that's a great call. But I agree 100. percent I think the most the most exciting. I don't know, ex- maybe maybe the the most sort of anxious storyline for the Chiefs has to be all of that youth defensively because of exactly what you just said. And again, like what Nate and Aaron apparently mentioned. I, I you know I, I trust that all three of you both uh, all successfully landed that at that takeaway of oh yeah. At every turn, Steve Spagnuolo would rather play the more limited veteran who he trusts to know where they're supposed to be over the more explosive younger guy who who might still be like getting his footing. I mean, we have we have a a small uh, fortune of examples of that just in Kansas City, I think, um, and and. It's not that it's not that young guys haven't succeeded in this defense. Like when Nick Bolton got forced out there last year, he was very good. But it, it seems mm-hmm. like Spags doesn't like to do that. And this year, I don't think that Brett Veach and company have given him a choice. Yeah, no, they, they have. He has no choice. He's, he's, he's forced. Um, and I, I I just wonder his comfortability with it. I really the whole defensive staff. I mean, you've got some switcheroos there with uh. A new linebackers coach, new um, um, 
I mean, you've got the switch with defensive line, with they go with the linebackers. You pick up Joe Cullen. Uh, he's worked with great defensive line. He's worked with Baltimore. Um, but you, know, you just, I mean, you, you see, you, know, you see, there's a trust level there that they've got to get done, and that I think that's some some internal coaching, um, just with the staff. But that's also just like sometimes you're just gonna have to let the wheels fall off so, <laughs> in the middle of the game, and it's not gonna look pretty. Yep. And we're gonna complain about it, but then we have to realize. Yeah, as much as they know the game plan, it's one thing to do it, but then it's another thing to execute it, and you know, you just don't have those reps yet. Last thing, and we'll let you go here, Harold. Who's your favorite Pixar character? The Ringer has been doing a, a bracket of Pixar characters. I'm not very happy with how the bracket has panned out, but but who's your number one overall seed? Or if you want, if you've got four one seeds, I'll take all of them. Uh, I'm going to go with an underdog pick. I'm sure it's the old guy from Up. Yes, he was he was highly seated in this bracket. I will give you that. He was he was a two seed oh, okay. on the Ringers bracket. Oh, Carl. okay, yeah. The old guy from uh, he's always been one of my favorites. He's a he's and, a uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just, if I may, um, right before I head out, um, I just want to tease something I've got coming up uh, the next couple of weeks here. I talked to a, a number of uh, former Chiefs that well graduated from HBCUs. That's obviously the black colleges and universities. And starting Sunday, coincidentally on Juneteenth. I'll have a series of stories about just kind of how HBCU players from the Chiefs molded the beginning of the Chiefs, molded really the the, the strength of the Chiefs in that first Super run out of the Chiefs have really uh, laid their laid, laid their and basket into HBCU talent, finding those uh, scouts and, and all the talent that we haven't really heard of and you know, still even to this day, you know, with Joshua Williams, mm-hmm. that might be the, you know, one of the starters from Fayetteville State, still digging into that pool, still worrying about it. And, you know, of course, Patrick Wallace being so involved with HBC. Um, and then and I, I taught the guy from the 60s, the 70s, and the 80s, and maybe he's uh, uh, team historians and uh, a gentleman who wrote uh, a 100-year history of black football uh, that knew Otis Taylor well, and that story with Buck Buchanan, uh, Lloyd Wells is the first African scout in the AFL, and Chiefs uh, uh, historian Bob Rose speaks to the Hunt families of Walnut, and uh, Sylvester Morris, and I mean, plenty of guys here that just know about how great HBCU football was to um, the Chiefs, really. Yeah. I mean, the Chiefs were one of the first teams to do it, and I mean, it, it all started with... Um, you know, my mom knowing to play at Tennessee State, and uh, it kind of just from there. So I taught the guys from TSU, Grand State, and then you know pulled up some old archives and some Hall of Fame speeches, and um, it, it's it's a labor of love to put together. Um, but um, you know, I'm really looking forward to at least sharing the history. I mean, if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. But um, it's also a slow period, and I figured why not uh, go some time. And um, you know, Sunday will be the uh, first to that. Okay, so one more time, as close as you know for, for timing and, and when and where and, and, and how, uh, can people check uh, that out? So late. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's at our 11 o'clock show, Show Sports Sunday. Uh, so we'll have it on the story there. But of course, it'll be on the website, fox4kc.com. And, uh, we get done. Hopefully, I can have it up before we air it on Sunday and that way it can be disseminated. But you'll, you'll, you'll find all the parts of it. And. Uh, it should be, uh, I mean, at least if it's stories you've heard, God bless you. But, um, you know, if you've heard it, I think there's a lot there that you'll realize there's a lot that went into this um, um, effort, not really just to find 
some of the guys to talk and some of them to talk, but it's really important that some of these guys are older that you, you, we're losing them. And uh, some guys you could have talked to because their condition is just it's not, it's not good. And we're losing these guys, and you know, some stories just need to be documented. It's just something that I'm just proud to you know, play football and you know, represent HBCU. So, yeah, I, I think it'll be something you want to watch out. Again, 11 o'clock, Chill Sports Sunday. Um, if you want to watch the full thing, and then we'll have it online at 4KC.com. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. I, I want to let you go so I don't accidentally make you do my job for me here and then fail to be able to do your job on time there. Um, but I, I, I also love to talk to people after projects like that come out about the things that didn't make the final cut because I'm sure there will be stories within that story that that ultimately you couldn't fit into a, into that package. So uh, let's talk about that again soon too because uh, I really look forward to, to seeing that on Sunday and, and then we'll uh, I'm sure you'll have even more that we could we could kick through this uh, this off season. Yeah, well, I, I intend to run the story each Sunday in the next um, five weeks. So Fantastic. I think I'm going to try to get, it, try to get everything in. Uh, the whole goal is to get it from this day to the beginning of training camp. So, awesome. Um, we'll, we'll have some we'll have some stuff out there for you. Okay, yeah, that sounds great. Okay, well, yeah, uh, I I look forward to that, and uh, and and we'll make sure we we share that over here on our side once it, it hits socials and stuff as well, and we'll we'll keep an eye out for that on Sunday night. All right, good deal. That's exciting. I didn't know that that was happening. Now I feel like we've gotten a little exclusive teasers, and it sounds like it's going to be incredibly cool. So, uh, Harold, thank you, uh, as always, for joining us. From from the reruns to the breaking news of, of what you have coming up on uh, on Fox 4, it's always a pleasure. Well, Josh, I can always talk something up, but the execution is another thing. So. <laughs> Keep the mind. Keep Look, <laughs> I've I've made it this far by mostly talking and rarely executing. So I I feel like you're you're really talking to a, a uh, someone who's very appreciative Josh of that is skill an set. Expert and lack of execution. That's right. That's right. Hey, hey! In the great words of John McKay, well, we did a block, but we made up for it by not tackling. So, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Harold. You're welcome, guys. That's Harold Coons of Fox Four. Check him out. You know, you can turn on Fox Four tonight. Follow the the newscast and and uh, support the good work they do over there. But especially coming up again uh, Sunday night on uh, on Sports Sunday, there you'll be able to get part one of the uh, the sort of HBCU deep dive there that Harold's doing. I, I really can't wait to to check that out. That sounds like it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. So, uh, and again, we, if, once it hits socials, we can share that over here as well. I'll I'll. Uh, you know, maybe we, maybe maybe we also have DVRs. To, uh, maybe we get to, on the uh, internet to a to a social media account at the station. We might who we, could say we might have a, a way that you could uh, check that out. And of course, he'll be tweeting it. If you're not following Harold on Twitter, I don't know what you're doing. Harold R Kuntz three. That's K U N T Z. The number three, which is because he's the third. Which we've I'm we've absolutely talked about on the show before. Yep. But sometimes I just sometimes I don't remember good. I almost never remember good. They can talk a big game, but then it's the execution issue again. Can talk a big game many times because we don't remember the big games we talked. Talk that same big game at least five times. Happens frequently. I feel like a lot of this show today has kind of tried to prove um, prove that one really long liner correct that you played at the beginning of this. Most of the, the, mm-hmm. this, this particular part of the segment has been us proving your liner correct, which I think ultimately makes us like filmmakers basically like we are directing show 
Well, if you didn't like me and Rudy, at least you had Harold. So I don't feel too bad. I feel like I feel like you, at worst case scenario, enjoyed thirty three percent of the people that contributed to this segment. So follow, follow Harold on Twitter. Check out the the uh, the HBCU work he's done. Uh, that's going to start rolling out uh, coming up. Sunday night over on Fox 4. We'll take a break. Whenever we come back, I want to bring you the audio from Mark Donovan yesterday that I think is most interesting. I want you to hear what Jake Reed, the president of Sporting, had to say about why Kansas City got up as high as we did on the uh, the pecking order there. Talked about that some with Harold at the beginning of the segment. Lots of breakdown from yesterday and beyond. Plus, eventually, we're going to get back into the Pixar bracket. That's the plan from here on out. Uh, Matt Verderam of Fansided in about half an hour in a packed version of a Friday night, almost entirely sports. This is almost entirely sports with Joshua Briscoe. There are a few things that you're that are going to be absolute, you know, cold hard locks. Beards is going to make something about the NBA that didn't need to be about the NBA. Rudy is going to give me an Animal Crossing tweet within the first 45 to 50 seconds of the show. Very tight window, but he's going to be there for it. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a conversation about the Nuggets, Celtics, or Suns. It's going to be a lot of Kansas City Chiefs talk, and there will be an incredible number of times where we all interrupt one another. That's just what this show brings to the table. On Sports Radio 810 WHB. Kind of an odd time to be talking about sports and the sports adjacent stuff here in Kansas City because so much of the topics that we're sorting through now with all of this excitement ahead to 2026, which basically sounds like a fake year still. It, it, so much of those conversations are like infrastructure stuff, right? I'm not convinced we'll get to 2026 yet. I'm not convinced the, we'll get to Sunday. The 2026 World Cup might be played on Mars for all I know. Probably will be. I think, you know, it's going to be... Kansas City and Mars. Kansas, ooh, those are the two locations. That commute is going to be the... It's going to be a real strong home field advantage, I think. Might win the World Cup then. As long as the USA gets to play all their games in Kansas City. Seems only reasonable, you know. It'd be foolish to send the host team off to uh, another planet. By the way, I, I was... Uh, I haven't mentioned this to you yet, and we can do this whenever, but I was, I was driving home last night... I feel pretty confident that I think I know where U.S. Men's National Team will actually be playing in all three games. In 26? In 26. I think I've got it down. Like, I think I might be three for three. Okay, hold on. Let me think about it. I know there are three teams. It's it's Iran, it's England, it's Wales, right? We know they're going to play those three. They're in the same group with each other. That is so for group play, obviously, right? I, after group play, I don't know who's going to be where. We know that for 2026? Yes, for 2026. No, no, no. Wow, sorry, 2022. Okay, that's uh, also what just, I thought. Wh- I, sorry, my brain. I did a whole thing last night where we're like, oh, yeah, we're playing these two 2026. No, that's 2022. Take, I take it back. I I still think I I kind of know, but it, okay, but, but now it's, the reasons now are totally different. Your big brain theory yes. was based off of forgetting what years forgetting were what we years were, were in. what. That's fine. You know, we've but all been there. One hundred percent. I I feel confident they're going to open up in uh, Philadelphia because it's the. It, it, oh, that's pretty good. Christian Pulisic's not from Philadelphia. He's from Hershey. I don't know how like the proximity there, but it's going to be a whole. The 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 the, the kid comes home right. The, the local kid comes back to, to Pennsylvania. I think you get the, kind of a birthplace of America thing you can I, do. I think that's going to be the opening night of the World Cup 
is going to be that. My, uh, I'll give you my thought process was then I thought they were going to go to Boston to play England because of the whole new, the revolution. <laughs> oh, that Boston would be party so thing. good. Uh, but now I, uh, now I, which hey, maybe they'll end up in the same group. But wow, I legitimately spent like twenty minutes thinking about this because I had combined because you were using this year's group twenty twenty two and twenty twenty six World Cups. What you do when you're driving home listening to a boom bam? Your yeah. brain just it goes all over the place. Goes to some confusing places. Yeah, I would think that they would get one of those northeastern spots. I think they're going to get two. I think it's going to be Philly. I think then it's probably it depends on how much they want to let them. They want to make them travel, right? So because you would like. I think it would I, make a lot of sense to do like they talked New about, York, L.A., Miami, or New York, L.A., Atlanta. They they talked about kind of keeping the traveling relatively close, mm-hmm. right? To where you will play kind of in a region, like uh, like. The idea of having the U.S. men's national team essentially go east to west or west to east makes sense. I don't think they're going to do that to any team, though. I think they'll open in Philadelphia. I think that's going to be the opening game because, again, mm-hmm. it's, it's Pulisic's whole thing. I think they'll play a game in Dallas because it's Jerry's world. Mm. It's going to be the— you know, what's, more, what's more American than that? It's— it's it's the Cowboys. There, I mean, you have a huge, you know, obviously. I mean, you have a big fan base, obviously, mm-hmm. in Texas and Dallas. And then that third game is, I think, is also going to be in the Northeast, a New York, a Boston. Um, and I don't think they're going to get up into Canada or anything. I, I, that, not that they could. That'd be just, very weird. It would though. be weird. It'd be so strange. Yeah. So I, I think you're probably looking at New York or Boston. New York, um, I would say, is most likely. So I would say New York, Philly, Dallas as their. Uh, they're three, with which obviously the two Northeast games, because I think it's going to be two games very close to each other, back to back, with either you know, Dallas or it could be LA, right? But I think it's going to be Dallas in front or behind, where it's we had two games really close with not a lot of travel, and then a third game we'll actually have to do a little bit of travel. I, I think they'll do that for most of the teams, right? As best they can, you'll play two games close to each other, and the third game you might have to travel for. It is so bonkers to me again. I know that this part, I we have just absolutely bludgeoned this one, but it is so wild that something that at any point in in recent history certainly what year when did when did America let's have the World Cup? I know it was before the MLS existed. Nineteen ninety four. Yeah, four. Four. Is it ninety four? It should be easier for me to remember because that's the year that I was born. I, I always for occasionally I forget ninety two, ninety four. Then I have to do the quick math because it's ninety four, ninety eight, oh two, oh six, twenty ten, fourteen, eighteen, twenty two, twenty six. I'm not going to even attempt to fact check you on that because what you just did there is faster than I could have fact checked you. Every four years. Sure, yeah. that I understand. But it anyway. I, great. I'm, I accept your math. I'm very uh, weirdly pretty good at math off the top of my head. So let's go to 94 because I was born at the end of 94. So in 94, I wasn't actually, I, I did not, I was not birthed when that was happening. I was three. I may have been a zygote or something. I'm not sure. About to turn four, a couple months away, but I was three. In my lifetime, for me to get to a World Cup game would have demanded literally traveling around the world. I don't know what the closest one had been to us previously. I so the I don't Just know if geographically this is, speaking. I don't know if this has been the closest in the history of the World Cups, um, besides the U.S. But Brazil is probably the closest I would imagine. Theoretically, I could drive. I could have driven to Brazil, in, right? In theory, <laughs> in theory, <laughs> in theory, there's that. So yeah, I think Brazil is uh, you know unless I because I, I mean I. 
I guess it's possible way back in the day there it took place in Mexico, maybe like I mean way, way back in the day, but I'm All guessing right, Brazil got, is the I, closest. Here here's what I've got. Okay. Qatar, Russia, Brazil, South Africa, Germany, Japan and South Korea, France, the US. Italy, Mexico in 1986. Okay. But I'm going to keep using my lifetime because it's a very convenient period of time for me to use. In my lifetime, Brazil was the closest geographic location to us for me to go see a World Cup game. Or... Russia, you drive, you just drive up to Alaska, a little brisk swim across the, the, the canal. Great point. You know, boom, you're there. So either would have required... A little bit of hitchhiking into lo- the mainland right, of Russia. you know, could have gotten there, I guess, if I really wanted to. A polar to. bear would have got you there. Definitely. I think that might be where the Polar Bear Express is. It's not. It's just the Polar Express. No, I think it's the Polar Bear Express. It's a bunch of bears that just, like, take travelers. In my lifetime... As I was saying, getting to a World Cup match would have required planes, trains, automobiles, polar bears. Beat me to it. And in 2026, I can get to a World Cup game in in current conditions in 15 minutes. By polar bear. Bipolar bear. Takes me about 15 minutes to drive from my house to Arrowhead to the to specifically navigating to the media room at Arrowhead to like the practice fields. I, I did it two days ago. I left my house like 30 minutes before practice started just to have a little, just make sure I was padding my time just to be sure, could, you know, drop off the equipment and whatnot. 15 minutes. To get to any World Cup game before now, it would have required a polar bear. That part, I just, I hope the, I hope that in whatever form these conversations take, I hope the coolness of this bleep is never lost on anybody. Because man, it is undeniably so cool. Yeah, I got, and I mentioned this so last, cool. last night during our cool World, enough for a polar bear during our World Cup show, and obviously there are like you know some, I, I imagine different listeners, right? We didn't do a whole stream thing, so some people who normally say yes, maybe di- didn't listen to it live. Sure, right. You know, I, I, in my, I, I always wanted to, I, I always believed the World Cup would obviously be played in the United States in my lifetime. It just, it's a massive market, growing market. You know, if you listen to Infantino, the president of FIFA, by 2026, soccer is going to be the biggest sport in this area of the world. He said, we're coming for you, NFL. Threats are, threats have been laid down. And hey, this is a man who has apartment, who has an apartment for his cat. So you know what? Anything is possible. And yes, that's a true story. He has an, or I don't know if he still does, had an apartment for his cat. His cat had its own apartment. That rules and sucks at the same time. And what I was just going to say is that I think the only way that he could actually predict that soccer will be bigger than the NFL by 2026 is if he has all of Dan Snyder's emails and he just knows something we don't. Which he might. Which he might. He may have paid for those. His cat might have paid for those. Totally possible. But I always, I always knew there was going to be a World Cup in this country. Also, like Harold said, stadiums everywhere. Yeah. You know, we have the infrastructure for a lot of that in it the country, sense. of course. And right. honestly, yeah. eventually, it's going to come back. Figured there was always in my in the rest of my life. My guess is there will be a second one, maybe a third. Might be pushing it. I bet there's one more World Cup in the United States before I'm dead. 
depending on how long I live. I, I was just thinking. Let's be honest. Maybe there won't even be another one, Rudy, right? Rudy, I hope you make it to this one. <laughs> I'm playing fast and loose here. I, you're saying that there could be two total World Cups in America hosted in, in your lifetime from here on out, and I just think it's going to be really surprising to hear the U.S. get awarded back-to-back World Cups. Just hoping for the best, man. <laughs> We're just out here living our best lives. But uh, anyway, my I always wanted to. I was like, my plan was, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to do everything I can to go to a game because because maybe it will be the only one, right? Because this will be my best chance of going to a game because it won't require me flying international overseas, right? You know, it, Dallas isn't close, no. but it's but it's a lot closer than Cutter. Yes, and so. That that was always the plan, but now I I don't have to figure out. You know, I mean, again, I don't think the U.S. men's national team is going to be playing in Kansas City, so if I really want to watch them, you know, you have to go somewhere. But there are going to be World Cup games in Kansas City, like here. Here, you don't have to. I don't have to figure out. I don't have to buy flights. I don't have to get a hotel room. It's just it's it's here. And like, and again, like that—that that is something I it just had never crossed my mind, right? Like even yeah. even in, during this process, I largely assumed, and, and really, and just until like in the in the last week or two, in the last couple of weeks, it was just starting. I, you know, Grant Wall had talked about it on the Sporting Kansas City show. You know, there was some momentum for Kansas City getting this, but I remember talking to people a year or two ago, and and not and nobody felt great, not because the city isn't, you know, what couldn't couldn't do it, right? It had nothing mm-hmm. to do with the the city. It was just, hey, FIFA's gonna want the biggest cities, right? U.S. Soccer is going to want the biggest cities, and it helps, you know, what if Chicago had really went after this? Do we get it, right? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like it, it seems, if Chicago really wanted it, it I. It just seems likely that they would have got, it, but maybe not. Right? Canada also only got two. Only cities. got two. So, L- lots of shuffling. Atlanta yes. Central. Lots a of. Lot of got to get. Got to get. Chicago. That Chicago pushing for it would have made things yeah. a lot more stressy. For sure, and, and and the fact that this city, the smallest city, you know, just in terms of population, in this group by by a significant amount. Media market and population by a significant amount. Yes. One right, yeah. like it, like, and it's not that you know we have the flashy new stadium because other stadiums have been built you know more recently. Yep. And you know what I mean? Like Kansas City, we're not the new flash. Cincinnati's kind of the new is a newer flashy soccer town because mm. they just got a soccer team a couple years ago, right? Like, it feels good as a city that has claimed itself as the soccer capital of the Midwest to basically have FIFA and U.S. soccer, and I imagine even to a degree, you know, both the Mexican and Canadian National Soccer Federations, who I'm sure all had, a, you know, all had stays in even the U.S. You know, cities, right? Mm-hmm. They all got opinions to say, yeah, that's, they, they deserve that title. They deserve that moniker. Like, they have earned that. Like, can't, like, this really was Kansas City earning the Midwest soccer capital of America title. We've said it, and it's hard. It's always been hard to, to dispute it in the past. But this was this was like the vict- This was like the final victory. It's yeah. ours. Nobody else can have it. That is like Kansas City won that title yesterday. Like it's over. Everybody tapped out. Kansas City's just walking around like it's done. There's not a rematch. This is not happening again next year. Nah, it's ours. I'm going to plagiarize this joke because I saw it on Twitter. I believe, I would like to verify quickly before I 
end the segment on this joke that absolutely ruled. I want to make sure that I properly credit the right person for getting a very, a very funny joke. The issue is that I can't currently locate it on the timeline of the person who I think made the joke. This is a good joke. It's a really good joke, though. Do you know the joke? Uh, is Do you know the, which joke I'm thinking about? I mean, I assume this is the joke. That I'm currently doing the joke right the now? The show is just the joke. Nope, I was right. The payoff of what Rudy said really eloquently about 30 seconds ago before all of the stalling. Here, do you want me to... Uh, we earned... This city earned the title of the Midwest soccer capital of America. It's over. It's done. Everybody tapped out. Fights, the battle's over. No, no next year. It's ours. You know, Rudy, that's a great point. It makes me think of a tweet that I saw from our friend Nick Jacobs from KSHB 41. He summarized it very well, I thought, when he said, Denver lost to Kansas City again, and it didn't even take Patrick Mahomes. This is Almost Entirely Sports with Joshua Briscoe. It's a beautiful little Ouroboros. We're just eating our own tail. On Sports Radio 810 WHB. We'll go a little bit more from football to football with Matt Verderam, who fan-sided here just around the corner. Uh, a little bit of where the Chiefs stand right now on the minicamp front. A little bit of the uh, the NFL action currently going around. And um, Orlando Brown Jr.'s contract also is in a very interesting place. He hired an agent that didn't have any other NFL clients before him. Uh, so I'm curious what Verderam is seeing from, from what the most likely outcomes there will be. Plus, maybe I'll see what his favorite Pixar character is. I imagine at this point, I'm sure I'll have one. Feels like a good place to start. Now you're going to know, dear listener, did Josh remember that he wanted to start with a Pixar thing during the entire commercial break, or will he forget in the next three minutes? You have to stick around to find out. <laughs> 